April 6th. Our reading in the New Testament today will be from the book of Luke, uh, chapter 11, and part of Luke chapter 12. Before we narrate the scripture, let me give you a, a brief overview of what's going on here. We'll learn in chapter 11 about his honesty. He was a guest in the home, but Jesus did not flatter his host or the other guests by avoiding the truth. His words, by the way, were kind of stinging. These were a bunch of religious experts. He exposed their hypocrisy and condemned them for their sins. And then we'll continue on in Luke chapter 12, where we'll uh, learn about a fearful heart. See, when you fear people, you start to hide things. And this is what leads to hypocrisy, being two-faced. You fail to confess Christ openly and depend on the Holy Spirit. And this silence becomes your witness, and it silences your witness. When you fear God alone, you need fear no one else, and you can boldly witness for Christ. You are important to God, and you're very precious in His sight, so never fear what people can say or do. And with that, let's begin today's reading in the New Testament. April 6th, Luke chapter 11 verse 37 through chapter 12 verse 7. As Jesus was speaking, one of the Pharisees invited him home for a meal. So he went in and took his place at the table. His host was amazed to see that he sat down to eat without first performing the ceremonial washing required by Jewish custom. Then the Lord said to him, You Pharisees are so careful to clean the outside of the cup and the dish, but inside you are still filthy, full of greed and wickedness. Fools! Didn't God make the inside as well as the outside? So give to the needy what you greedily possess, and you will be clean all over. But how terrible it will be for you Pharisees, for you are careful to tithe even the tiniest part of your income, but you completely forget about justice and the love of God. You should tithe, yes, but you should not leave undone the more important things. How terrible it will be for you Pharisees, for how you love the seats of honor in the synagogues and the respectful greetings from everyone as you walk through the markets. Yes, how terrible it will be for you, for you are like hidden graves in a field. People walk over them without knowing the corruption they are stepping on. "'Teacher,' said an expert in religious law, "'you have insulted us, too, in what you have just said.' "'Yes,' said Jesus, "'how terrible it will be for you experts in religious law.' for you crush people beneath impossible religious demands, and you never lift a finger to help ease the burden. How terrible it will be for you, for you build tombs for the very prophets your ancestors killed long ago. Murderers! You agree with your ancestors that what they did was right. You would have done the same yourselves. This is what God in His wisdom said about you. I will send prophets and apostles to them, and they will kill some and persecute the others. And you of this generation will be held responsible for the murder of all God's prophets from the creation of the world, from the murder of Abel to the murder of Zechariah, who was killed between the altar and the sanctuary. Yes, it will surely be charged against you. How terrible it will be for you experts in religious law, 
for you hide the key to knowledge from the people. You don't enter the kingdom yourselves, and you prevent others from entering. As Jesus finished speaking, the Pharisees and teachers of religious law were furious. From that time on, they grilled him with many hostile questions, trying to trap him into saying something they could use against him. Meanwhile, the crowds grew until thousands were milling about and crushing each other. Jesus turned first to his disciples and warned them, Beware of the yeast of the Pharisees, beware of their hypocrisy. The time is coming when everything will be revealed, all that is secret will be made public. Whatever you have said in the dark will be heard in the light, and what you have whispered behind closed doors will be shouted from the housetops for all to hear. Dear friends, don't be afraid of those who want to kill you. They can only kill the body, but they cannot do any more to you. But I'll tell you whom to fear. Fear God, who has the power to kill people and then throw them into hell. What is the price of five sparrows? A couple of pennies? Yet God does not forget a single one of them, and the very hairs on your head are all numbered. So don't be afraid. You are more valuable to Him than a whole flock of sparrows. Today we're reading Psalm 78, and it's a long one. This long psalm reviews the history of Israel, the exodus, their wilderness journey, the conquest of Canaan, and the disciplines that God sent them there. You know, a nation's true history is a record not only of how the people treated one another, but of how they treated God. But why the long history lesson here? For the sake of the generations to follow. See, the Jews were commanded to teach their children the works and the ways of the Lord, so that each generation would know the Lord and trust Him afresh and anew. And you know, we have the same obligation today. When Israel stopped doing this, the nation forsook the Lord and God had to chasten them. Israel, of course, was a stubborn and rebellious nation, but God was gracious and gave the people opportunities to start again. Now, this is not an excuse for us to sin and tempt God, but it's an encouragement to repent when we do sin. God's answer to Israel's needs was to give them a spiritual leader, David the shepherd. He had both integrity of the heart and ability of the hands and he sought to serve the Lord and love the flock of Israel. People have not changed. They still rebel against God. There is still a need for faithful instructors, shepherds, if you will, in the home, and leaders in the nation. Do all you can to help the next generation serve the Lord acceptably. you got to have the courage. Do you have the courage? to act outwardly on what you see inwardly? Or will you die a dreamer? Will you die on the verge and on the edge and in the land of coulda, woulda, and shoulda? Do you have the courage? I'm, I'm gonna drop something on you. It takes courage to be successful. It is far easier not to be successful. 
misery will always have company. Success breeds contempt. If you don't want to make waves, be mediocre. Be normal and fit in. And if you're more concerned about people than you are God, then neutralize everything he put in you. Just fit in with everybody else. Dress like them, walk like them, act like them, eat like them, go where they go, think like they think, do what they do. And once you've neutralized your uniqueness, you don't need courage. It takes courage to be different. It takes courage to go where you've never gone before. For some of you, it took courage to come to this conference. It takes courage to get you outside of the bar. It takes courage to be successful. It takes courage to win. People don't talk about people that don't win. If you win, they're going to talk about you. Do you have the courage to stand there though the storms keep raging and the people get to talking and you stand there and say, I've come too far to turn around? Do you have the courage? I'm gonna, I'm gonna say something to you. It takes courage to be exceptional. It takes courage to be wise. It takes courage to be rich. It takes courage to be educated. It takes courage to be knowledgeable. Because the moment you do, but you, you don't talk like, oh, you don't got, forgot where you came from. Look at you, you talked to it. it takes courage. And I'm just wondering, in this weak, watered-down, mediocre society that we live in today, in this reality TV world we live in today, I'm wondering if there's anybody left that's got the courage to say, after all I've been through, and all my ancestors have been through, and all my parents have been through, I didn't come through all of that just to fit in with normalcy. I have the courage to go after my dream. Is there a woman left in this entire Coliseum that's got some courage? Psalm chapter 78, verses 1 through 31, a psalm of Asaph. O my people, listen to my teaching. Open your ears to what I am saying, for I will speak to you in a parable. I will teach you hidden lessons from our past, stories we have heard and know, stories our ancestors handed down to us. We will not hide these truths from our children, but will tell the next generation about the glorious deeds of the Lord. We will tell of His power and the mighty miracles He did. For He issued His decree to Jacob. He gave His law to Israel. He commanded our ancestors to teach them to their children, so the next generation might know them, even the children not yet born, that they in turn might teach their children, so each generation can set its hope anew on God, remembering His glorious miracles and obeying His commands. Then they will not be like their ancestors, stubborn, rebellious, and unfaithful, 
refusing to give their hearts to God. The warriors of Ephraim, though fully armed, turned their backs and fled when the day of battle came. They did not keep God's covenant, and they refused to live by His law. They forgot what He had done, the wonderful miracles He had shown them, the miracles He did for their ancestors in Egypt on the plain of Zoan, where He divided the sea before them and led them through. The water stood up like walls beside them. In the daytime He led them by a cloud, and at night by a pillar of fire. He split open the rocks in the wilderness to give them plenty of water as from a gushing spring. He made streams pour from the rock, making the waters flow down like a river. Yet they kept on with their sin, rebelling against the Most High in the desert. They willingly tested God in their hearts, demanding the foods they craved. They even spoke against God Himself, saying, God can't give us food in the desert. Yes, He can strike a rock so water gushes out, but He can't give His people bread and meat. When the Lord heard them, He was angry. The fire of His wrath burned against Jacob. Yes, His anger rose against Israel, for they did not believe God or trust Him to care for them. But He commanded the skies to open. He opened the doors of heaven and rained down manna for them to eat. He gave them bread from heaven. They ate the food of angels. God gave them all they could hold. He released the east wind in the heavens and guided the south wind by His mighty power. He rained down meat as thick as dust, birds as plentiful as the sands along the seashore. He caused the birds to fall within their camp and all around their tents. The people ate their fill. He gave them what they wanted. But before they finished eating this food they had craved, while the meat was yet in their mouths, the anger of God rose against them, and He killed their strongest men. He struck down the finest of Israel's young men. Proverbs chapter 12, verses 19 and 20. Truth stands the test of time. Lies are soon exposed. Deceit fills hearts that are plotting evil. Joy fills hearts that are planning peace. Peace.